Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP and the iHeartRadio app. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Or you can tweet us at BigBlueInsider1. Now, here's Dick Gabriel. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. It is Thursday, and because there's no women's basketball, as we mentioned earlier, we get to talk with one of the talented members of the BBN Tonight, BBN Game Day crew, UK TV Network. Uh, Maggie Davis, you're up. Hate to say we have interrupted whatever you're doing, but we love talking sports with you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I always appreciate it. Last time I saw you face-to-face, we were down in Orlando covering a certain football game. I'm going to double back to that because there's a huge basketball game coming up Saturday. And as you and I speak uh, there's no word yet on Savir Wheeler. It may be a game-time decision. Uh, maybe he starts and, and, and can't keep going. i got to think, Maggie, that if they put him out there, he's going to be ready to go, don't you think? I would think so because I've never thought that Calipari is a coach who would put a player out there who he doesn't feel 100% certain is good to go, not only physically but is back in the game mentally, has been practicing, is well-conditioned. I just don't see Calipari putting – Xavier or anybody for that matter out on the court unless he knows that that player is ready to go and I hope that's the case this weekend for Xavier Wheeler. I'm having a good time asking people one particular question. You never get to ask about a basketball coach this way. Generally it's football but with Ty Ty Washington playing so well admittedly against two of the have-nots with all due respect in the SEC does John Calipari have a quarterback controversy, or do we have to wait and see what happens with Savila next, or is that just a specious question? (laughs) I like the question. Here's why I think it's a little bit different. In football, typically, I'm all in on if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I, I sort of buy into that philosophy. Yes. In basketball, I look at things a little bit differently because it is so much easier to switch guys in and out. And yes, it changes the offense, but it, it doesn't drastically impact the other players quite as much it doesn't affect 11 total guys on the field it's just five guys on a court and when you have someone like Xavier Wheeler who is a true point guard and then you have another person in Ty Ty Washington who is really a scoring threat a fast scoring point guard which they do play different styles they do affect the team differently but I think it's more of a matchup question and I think that's really going to play into Kentucky's advantage obviously it'll be good for Kentucky when they do get Xavier Wheeler back but I think there will be scenarios throughout the SEC competition that, you know, maybe Ty Ty is the better choice, not for a whole game, but maybe if a team is playing them a certain way or even the the other team has a point guard that just matches up better with Ty Ty over Savir, Calipari and his staff have this as an option now, and Ty Ty has had the experience in doing it, like you said, maybe against some of the lower-level competition in the league, but in the SEC, regardless, that is valuable experience. And so 
I don't think it necessarily will be a negative like some people might see it if they were actually quarterback sick. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right about the pace because, as we all know, uh, Wheeler has one gear and it's wide open. But that's what Calipari mm-hmm. wants with his team. He wants transition. You were there on media day when he said, we're going to be fast, we're going to run. He's got his son clocking everybody when it comes to sprints. And Wheeler's just better equipped at that. But because of style, Ty Ty basically doesn't take as many chances, therefore doesn't turn the ball over, or at least he didn't against Vandy and Georgia. But which style do you think benefits this team more? That's a good question, because I think when you look at how this lineup is really constructed, this roster as a whole, I see Xavier Wheeler being a more valuable player because he is so good at dishing out those assists. There's so many guards who have the ability to score, Ty Ty Washington being one of them. Like I mentioned earlier, there there will be games and there will be situations where you need your point guard to create his own shot. That's obviously not where Xavier Wheeler is at his best, and Ty Ty Washington is very good at that. So I think there will be situations where that obviously comes in handy. But in general, I do think Xavier Wheeler is, a, is your better option at point guard because it allows you to play Ty Ty Washington on the ball and off the ball. But only, this part's important, but only if Calipari is going to play three guards. I yeah. think in that situation, we've, we've sort of seen at this point that you have Xavier as the point, you have Ty Ty Washington at the two. You need to have someone else like Davion or Kellen Grady in the game as well to give you three scoring options. At all times. Yeah, I was about to say, when you're Ty Ty Washington, you have a great luxury in that over here on your right is Ty Ty Washington. When Severe Wheeler has the ball, Ty Ty Washington is the off guard. When Ty Ty is the point guard, he doesn't have a Ty Ty to go to. And people could say, well, right. he can do it himself. It's not the same. Uh, it's like right. when you when you pull uh, your best recruiter off the road in football and, you know, give him a, a bigger job, but he's not recruiting as much. Well, you know, you don't have that guy on the road bringing in the talent. So, um, you know, you've got to make, you've got to make some real conscious decisions when you make these changes. So, yeah. And then, like you said, the other thing is Calipari can see how games unfolding and mix and match, but he's never really been that big on that. So I think this Tennessee game, Maggie will tell us a lot. Don't you? Because Tennessee, as we all know, is not probably not Barnes's best Tennessee team, but defensively outstanding, and they got some talented bigs. That's going to come into play. They really do, and obviously everybody's going to be excited to see how Oscar stacks up against that sort of competition. And Knoxville is a really hard place to play, um, or, or not obviously the games in Lexington, but in general playing Tennessee is it's a tough game. It's a rivalry game. The fans are going to get into it. And Rick Barnes is a really good coach. Obviously he's beaten Calipari plenty of times in the past. He does know how Cal operates, and Cal – can probably say the same about Rick Barnes and I do think this is going to be a good game and we will learn a lot about this team especially if Xavier Wheeler is back in the lineup because I do want to see how Calipari sort of manages getting everybody back in the flow of things with Xavier running point and how many guards he puts out there at the same time I got the chance to talk to Chen Coleman last night on DBN radio with Darren Hedrick and uh, I asked him what he thought about Calipari's comment of saying you know I'd like to play three guards I asked Chin Coleman about it. He said, well, I'd like to play four guards. You know, Chin <laughs> works a lot with the guards at practice. That's sort of his specialty. He said, I think we could be really lethal if we could put four guards out there with Oscar. I don't know if Calipari is going to let him get away with that, but I personally would be all in to, to at least see it for a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, we have seen it once in a great while under Calipari, but the first thing I think about, and Calipari is a defensive guy, is how do you guard people? You know what I mean? 
I mean, four guards, right. that's one thing. But how in the world do you – maybe you jumpstart your offense that way. Who knows? Maybe. And Tennessee is so good defensively. Maybe that does give you a little bit of an edge in that regard. Yeah, I agree with that. Talking to Maggie Davis of BBN tonight, BBN game day. Wildcats take on Tennessee, of course, on Saturday. You'll hear that game right here on this very radio station, 630 WLAP. You mentioned Oscar, and I was glad to hear him say that Orlando Antigua told him he was being too tentative in the post. And and I, I, I love Orlando to death. I think he's great, uh, and I hope that that he and whoever works with Oscar uh, can help Oscar benefit as much as Kenny Payne did with the bigs. Mm -hmm. And to hear, uh, to hear Oscar talk about them, it sounds like he's getting that kind of instruction because I don't know about you, but it was driving me nuts. He'd get the ball in the low post and look like he didn't know what to do with it. You haven't seen much of that lately. Have you? No, you really haven't. And I agree. I really liked his comments on that. Oscar, is, he gives a great interview. you got to give it to him. He really yeah. is so honest and, and endearing. But the way he talked about that was fascinating to me because he's so honest. And he said, you know, I'd get the ball in my hand in that situation you were just talking about. And I'd look around and there were almost like there were too many options. Do I go up? Do I kick <laughs> it out? Do I step back and try to hit my own shot? Yeah. He didn't really, he couldn't react fast enough. And he said he just didn't exactly have the court vision down. And that's something he's really worked hard at these last couple of weeks. And I think we've obviously seen that make a huge difference. Dick. I mean, he's averaging 29 points in the last two games. I think he's starting to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, and he's not been shy about that jump shot for quite a while. Has he? No, he hasn't been. And it is interesting to me how much better he's gotten at it as the season's gone on and same with free throws. And that just shows again, how hard this kid works every single day. It's not just about rebounding. Obviously we talk a lot about that, but, his shooting numbers are getting a lot better, and same for uh, the same can be said at the charity stripe as well. Let me shift you over to football. As we mentioned that off the top, uh, the news of late has not been so much who's leaving but who's staying, and I give John Clay a great deal of credit. He had a column the other day, I don't know if you saw, where he said it used to be difficult to get people to come to Kentucky to play football. Now uh, it's, it's tough to get rid of them. Everybody wants to stay, <laughs> and I've been a little surprised, quite frankly, Maggie, with, with, for instance, DeAndre Square, I thought we'd seen the last of him. I thought we'd seen the last of Jacquez Jones. I am pleasantly surprised that those guys and a lot of others are coming back. Not totally stunned uh, at the guys who are leaving. But, and, of course, Will Levis coming back. I don't know that there was any question about that. I mean, he could have gone. He could have worked his way into somebody's NFL camp. But I think he clearly helped himself coming back. But in general, are you surprised at the number of kids with the option to leave and I know there are kids in a portal, but the kids who are coming back. I really am, to be honest with you. But I, I think that everyone who's coming back has made the right decision because you look at what they've done this year, and yeah, they've put up some great numbers. But really, a lot of them battled some injuries. Jordan Wright specifically comes to mind. He did miss some significant playing time sort of in the middle of the season. And I think by him coming back for another year, he really can get himself onto some draft boards. He has the physical build for it. He's got the skill set to do it, and he's put up numbers that you think might eventually put him in the conversation if he can find a little bit more consistency. Um, and I think the same really can be said for DeAndre Square. He had a great year here. Jack was Jones the same way, and I think having that linebacker core back, is, uh, of course, along with J.J. Weaver, uh, who didn't really have an NFL decision to make, obviously just a sophomore, but just to have those four guys back is huge for Brad White's defense, and, and I think they've all made the right decision in coming yeah. back. Uh, like you mentioned, not too surprised 
by the guys who are leaving. I mean, Derrick Rosenthal, Darian Kennard, Luke Fortner, those guys are all going to have a chance at the NFL, obviously, same for Wondell Robinson. So I think I wish those guys, obviously, the best of luck. I'm sure BBN feels the same way. But I'm excited about the, the group of guys who have decided to return. They lost two players to the NFL uh, last couple of years ago in uh, Landon Young and uh, Drake Jackson. Now three, I got to think uh, that they're all going to end up at camp. They may not make rosters, but uh, these are substantial losses, Maggie, obviously, mm-hmm. for the offensive line. How great a concern, and uh, I, I think it's almost a given that they have to uh, open up the portal wide and say, hey, we've got some clock over here for you. I definitely agree with that, especially at those tackle positions, because we saw in the bowl game a little bit when Dare Rosenthal wasn't in, that was a hard position for some of the younger guys to fill. Obviously, they have a whole spring, a whole summer, early fall camp to sort of figure out where do all these pieces that we already have fit together, Kenneth Horsey, Jeremy Flax comes to mind, where are those guys going to be the most efficient? Maybe that's guard, if that's the case. I do think they're going to have to reach out in the transfer portal to look for another tackle or two, because that position specifically is such a hard one to put on the shoulders of a young guy. And and there are young guys in the room that I think will get some opportunities. They will earn some playing time. And I think the SEC is just such a hard physical league to play in, especially on the line of scrimmage. And so you just don't see a lot of freshmen, sophomores playing on offensive or defensive lines in the SEC specifically. So I do think just for experience, if nothing else, they're going to have to go out and find some replacements. Uh, to, to try and fill the shoes of Darian Kennard and Jay Rosenthal. Obviously, those are two great players for Kentucky this year. But I, I do think there will be a little bit of a drop-off unless they make a big splash in the transfer portal. Let me ask you, this is kind of a, a tough question, but um, I think it bears asking. In today's college football, if not all of college athletics, what do you think's had a greater impact, the portal or NIL? That is a hard question because I think they work together pretty well. (laughs) And I think Kentucky has found a way to really make both of them work for the Wildcats here in Lexington. Um, I think the portal probably has had a bigger immediate impact. Maybe long-term you see the impact that name image likeness has, especially with guys who do decide to come back to school. I don't know if that's played into Chris Rodriguez or Will Levis' decision at all. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But either way, I think maybe in the long term, you do see more changes in terms of how long players could stay in college. I think that could have a serious impact where the transfer portal, I think, I I don't see it necessarily having long-term implications on any specific program. I think it just changes the way you look at a roster each individual season in terms of where's our weakness, can we go fix it, Um, especially at some of the bigger schools. I think it's harder for smaller schools to deal with because maybe guys blow up a little bit and and leave for greener pastures. but. Here in the SEC, I think it's more of a short-term, year-by-year basis, where I do think NIL could be more of a long-term sort of process to look at, if that makes sense. What do you think? No, I agree, and I think I think the portal uh, needs more research because there's interesting there are interesting numbers out there. Uh, more, it's it's I think it's easier to clock in basketball than it is football as to who has success. Uh, you know, generally a, when a guy or a gal enters a portal, they're not getting enough run. And so maybe they get it and maybe it works out. You've got, an, uh, I think, a unique situation with a Wandale Robinson where he had the world at his feet at Nebraska, but he had family situation here. He also had, uh, you know, the way they were using him in Nebraska versus how he knew they were going to use him at Kentucky. But generally, 
people who go through the portal are looking for a better situation and essentially almost have to start over. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to gauge. I mean, you can put a dollar figure instantly, of course, on the NIL, but I think your response about the fact that they kind of work hand in hand, uh, I think that's, that's definitely the way it is. And I think it'll, it'll have a deep and profound effect on college athletics. But as we said, these are interesting times and we like talking about them with Maggie Davis of the UK TV network. Will you be in Ruckus Arena Saturday or will you be, uh, will you have your feet up? I will be there. I'm mean, looking right. forward to it. I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm credentialed. I'll be there for BBN tonight. So well, will uh, I see you there? I will see you there. And so that means <laughs> that uh, we've gone from Orlando all the way to Rupp Arena. But uh, that's the way the business goes. That's how it goes. Thank you, young lady. <laughs> yep. See you later on. Thank you so much. Have We're a great night. Back here in a minute on 630 WLAP. We must. This is what's happening. Pass these voting rights bills. Perhaps the president went a little too far. Profoundly. Come back throughout the day. Unpresidential. President Biden's approval rate. Dropped to 33%. This. Steep rise in cases due to Omicron. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior. Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services, 219-2200. That's 219-2200, or visit hydrospheresservices.com. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products, like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. We specialize in keeping your home safe. IPM Pest and Termite has a 5.0 on Google reviews, an Angie's List Super Service Award for the past seven years, and a member of the BBB. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. I'm Stephen Rennell, the host of the Meat Eater podcast and the Netflix original series Meat Eater. As a hunter and wildlife enthusiast, the question comes up, how can you justify killing and eating animals that you love and protect? Well, that's part of what we wrangle with on the Meat Eater podcast, 
along with broader and often funnier discussions about living an outdoor life in the modern world. We insist on sharing challenging opinions to inspire thought and action. Listen to the Meat Eater podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. My thanks once again to Maggie Davis of the UK TV Network for joining us. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we are going to chat with Billy Rutledge about the NFL playoffs. A reminder, if you want to be a part of the show, yeah, we're pre-recording most of them, but give us a call. We've got a new number for you, 859-457-4471. That's 457-4471. Leave a message and we will share your voicemail with the rest of the class. You can always tweet us at Big Blue Insider one and Gmail us, BigBlueInsider630 at gmail.com. And remember, you can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, wherever you find your fine podcasts. So uh, we mentioned, of course, we talked some college football with Maggie, Kentucky football, of course, CBSSports.com, as it does preseason, now postseason, ranks all 130 College football, D1 college football teams. Kentucky finished up 19th just behind NC State, Louisiana, University of Clemson, and Wake Forest. That uh, Clemson, Wake Forest rather, finished in the top 15, naturally Georgia number one. Alabama remained number two. It had been number one. Michigan falls from second to third. Cincinnati remains fourth. Then Ohio State and Baylor and the rest of the usual suspects. And again, Billy Rutledge coming up in a moment to talk about the NFL playoffs, but thought we might mention that the New England Patriots-Buffalo Bills game, they're going to play for the third time. Yeah, bad weather this time of the year. Temperatures could reach as low as 10 degrees with wind chill making it feel, of course, sub-zero. They're expecting winds between 15 and 20 miles an hour. I don't know if it'll be that bad at game time, but it could be one of the worst games in history. They're thinking wind chill minus 10 to 15 at kickoff time. Wind chill minus 10 to 15. One other NFL playoff note, Kelly Stafford is the wife of Matt Stafford, former Georgia Bulldog, now the starting QB for the Rams, who, of course, lost to the 49ers, which is why the Niners are in the playoffs, and there were more Niner fans in L.A. for that game than Rams fans. She's begging Rams fans, don't sell your tickets to Arizona Cardinal fans, please. Let's keep the home field advantage. Big Blue Nation, you can relate, can't you? Why Blue gets in. You know what I'm talking about. Back in a minute. Times are tough for many Kentuckians, and if you need health care coverage or help making ends meet, look into Connect. That's K-Y-N-E-C-T. Well, Connect helps get you connected to health insurance, benefits, and resources. It's a one-stop shop. That's Jackie Richardson with the Kentucky Cabinet for Health and Family Services. You can find out all you need at Connect's website, connect.ky.gov. But if you want to talk to a real person, call a connector. If you're not web savvy or comfortable with using the internet, 
You can always call and you can be connected to a connector to help you navigate the system easier. The number to call is 855-306-8959. That's 855-306-8959. I'm Barney Miller. How does this sound? Getting ready to entertain? Push a button on the wall. Your lights adjust. Shades go down. TV displays artwork and your favorite music plays throughout your home, even out back. How much time would it take you to complete all that without automation? Stop by our showroom for a tech tour. Let us make your life easier. Barney Miller's. Free parking at our back door. It costs less to do it right the first time. The Supreme Court is blocking enforcement of the COVID vaccine mandate on businesses with 100 or more employees. That's a setback for the White House. But Press Secretary Jen Psaki said large companies are still free to require vaccinations on their own, as many have already done. President Biden will be calling on and will continue to call on businesses to immediately join those those who have already stepped up. She said the Biden administration is pleased the Supreme Court upheld vaccine mandates for health care workers in facilities that receive federal funding. The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol last year is now sending subpoenas to multiple social media sites and tech giants. The subpoenas issued Thursday are being sent to Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Alphabet, the parent company of Google and YouTube. In a statement, committee chair Benny Thompson said the panel wants to know more about how misinformation was spread and how violent extremism played a role in the violent attack on our democracy. Officials investigating the deadly shooting on the set of Rust are still waiting to receive Alec Baldwin's cell phone. The Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office issued an update on the case yesterday and said despite a search warrant being issued, the actor has not turned over the phone. The update comes just days after Baldwin posted a video on social media insisting he is cooperating with the investigation. Queen Elizabeth is stripping Prince Andrew of his military titles and royal patronage. Lisa Taylor reports. Buckingham Palace said in a statement the Duke of York will defend his civil lawsuit for sexual assault as a private citizen. Virginia Jufri is suing Prince Andrew in a case alleging she was forced to have sex with Jeffrey Epstein's friends, including him, when she was 17. Andrew denies the allegations. At the closing bell, the Dow fell by 177 points to 36-114. The S&P 500 dropped 67 to 46-59, and the Nasdaq lost 382 points to 14-807. I'm Brian Shook. Got a weak cold from making its way across the area tonight. Temperatures dropping to the upper 20s and low 30s. Can't rule out a little passing rain or snow shower. A little better shot for a flake or two around on Friday. Temperatures back into the mid and upper 30s. Light snow on Saturday. Potential winter storm to impact the region Sunday into Sunday night. The track on that is still to be determined. So we'll fine-tune the forecast as we get closer. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Red State Barbecue Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. On April 4th, 1968, a lone gunman assassinated Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in Memphis, Tennessee. At least, that's the official story. 
The MLK Tapes podcast explores rare recordings of eyewitness testimonies and interviews with the people who were there to reveal the real story of the plot to kill Martin Luther King. Listen to the MLK Tapes on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town. Do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. It is Thursday, and that means NFL preview from yours truly. And Mr. Billy Rutledge, you hear him each morning at 9 a.m. on this very radio station, Billy and the Dude. But we talk each week about the NFL. We have been helping people, Billy, with their fantasy leagues, and those are pretty much over. I did not have a stellar year. I finished 5-9, and nine, uh, 12th out of 14 in my league. And I did win like five straight at one point, but that tells you how poorly I had been doing. And I would have finished one game better, but in the last game of the year, my son beat me. So he finished uh-huh. one game better than I did. So I guess well, I trained him well. <laughs> yes, you can look at it like that. It's always better when the sun comes and beats you. But hopefully you're in about you're... a million leagues, though. I mean, how did you end up? I did pretty well. I won the championship in my main league, the one I really only care about that has a traveling trophy and everything. And I'm glad we didn't have the championship game on week 18. I mean, if you're in a fantasy league where your championship game is on the final week of the year, you need to change it because with guys sitting out like Joe Burrow, I mean, it just completely changes the game. Yeah. I got lucky. And a lot of my guys, the guy that I was playing his best players didn't perform well. And that's, that's how fantasy goes a lot of the times, isn't it? First playoff game on the schedule Raiders at the Bengals Raiders haven't been there in forever. Bengals haven't won a playoff game since I love the meme that said no one has ever tweeted about a Bengals playoff win because Twitter <laughs> was invented 32 years ago. The Bengals last one, or 31 years ago, the Bengals last won a playoff game 32 years ago. Wow. So, <laughs> uh, I do like the Bengals in this one, though, even though I think the Raiders have a lot of weapons. So the Raiders, if they would have tied, they would have played the Chiefs. So there is some value in winning that game That's and playing true. the Bengals instead. But, you know, I, I am rooting for the Bengals here, Dick. I mean, Joe Burrow has looked really good. They rested him week 18, but before that, I mean, he was helping people win fantasy championships with the numbers that he was putting up. Uh, You know, credit to the Raiders for being in the playoffs with everything that happened to John Gruden and some of the setbacks that they faced this year, some big losses to the Chiefs, at least one of them, I believe, in the middle of the year. For them to still make the playoffs, it showed a lot. And they also had to beat the Colts two weeks ago as well in Indy. So the Raiders have shown a lot of heart. 
but Cincinnati at home, it's now time to break that 31-year drought, Dick. It's time to tweet about a Bengals playoff win. And I think they will, but if I'm the uh, if I'm the Raiders, I bring all that pressure that I brought on San Diego because they could over on the I, I would still call them that, on the Chargers. They can overwhelm the Bengals O-line. There's no question about that. Patriots, Bills, here we go again. Uh, third <laughs> round of this one, but it's in Buffalo. Not that weather matters because obviously the Patriots are used to it, but uh, Belichick, you know, what has he got in his bag of tricks? Yeah, I think this is probably our most likely scenario of a, a higher seed beating a lower seed. Uh, we, New England has beaten Buffalo in the regular season, the two split this year. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the Bills going over the hump. They've won the AFC East for two straight years now. And I'm glad that they are because this is their time to shine with New England without Tom Brady. But we saw Mac Jones have some success. The, uh, the Patriots can do it on the ground. They don't even need Mac Jones to throw it on the air. I think Bill Belichick is the best at creating a game plan for one game. You know, game by game, I think Bill is, is so good at some of the adjustments and some of the game plan that he can have. He'll be ready to go. Uh, here's a place where weather probably will not be a factor unless it rains. Your beloved, by the way, those are the two Saturday games, which is great. Um, Eagles in Tampa. I, you know, Eagles, I think, are playing their best right now, but I don't think the Bucks will have a problem with them. Well, it, it's funny that you bring up weather because the weather forecast in Tampa on Sunday is not good. One o'clock on Sunday, they are expecting heavy showers. Really? So we could see a rain game in this one. If that's the case, that's an advantage to the Eagles. The Eagles are the best rushing team in football. And the Bucs, while a pretty good rushing defense, is going to have to deal with a quarterback that can run with his legs. And Jalen Hurts, a guy that was rested in the season finale for the Eagles in Week 18. I'm with you. I mean, the Bucs are the defending Super Bowl champion. They're at home this time, something they didn't do for the entire playoffs last year, besides the Super Bowl, in which they won in their own home stadium. But I think they get it done. I mean, Tom Brady's not going to lose to the Eagles at home in the first round of the playoffs. I'll keep telling myself that until Sunday. Well, get ready for all the the walk up to the Niners Cowboys game. That's one of the uh, the two traditional teams that know how to win Super Bowls from their history, but not of late. And you know, you're going to hear all kinds of uh, nostalgic coverage, and you'll see some wonderful video clips. But the bottom line is. Can Garoppolo get it done on the road? That's right. They got it done against the Rams in week 18 to get yeah. into the playoffs. They needed to win. They win 27 to 24 in overtime and knock the Saints out in doing so. You're right. I mean, it's going to be the Jimmy G show. He threw for over 300 yards against the Rams. He also had two interceptions. One was a crazy interception by Jalen Ramsey, but he's got to hold on to the ball. Debo Samuel, I think, has to play out of his mind if they're going to want to beat the Cowboys, because I think the Cowboys are going to score some points. That's what they've done all year. So the 49ers will have to keep up with them. Look out for this game, Dick. It's on CBS and Nickelodeon. I know. I don't know if you watched the Nickelodeon playoff game last year, but it was spectacular. And the <laughs> slime cannons that hit the camera every time somebody scored a touchdown, I will be watching the Nickelodeon broadcast of that game. Uh, another tradition-laden game when it comes to the teams, as the playoffs often are, Steelers at the Chiefs. Big Ben has come out, Billy, and said, look, we don't have a chance. <laughs> we don't We're have the a 14th chance. The 14th. <laughs> I mean, who says that? But you know what? I kind of like it because he's right. But on the other hand, he says, look, we need to play like we've got nothing to lose. 
But I'm telling you, man, speaking of nostalgia, um, sometime go back and, and, and read about or look, look up photos or maybe video of the last season that Willie Mays played for the Mets. It was sad. It really was watching. I mean, at one point he fell down in the outfield. This is, in my mind, the greatest player ever. Now, Roethlisberger is not the greatest player ever, but he's one of the greatest Steelers ever. And it, I, I have, it has pained me to watch him play this year. I know he came back. He got a bunch of money, and the Steelers welcomed him back. He can't even throw those out patterns, you know? I mean, they skitter on the ground. It, it's tough to watch him play, and I think it's going to be really tough to watch him play against the Chiefs. Yeah, to that point, Najee Harris had one of the strangers, stranger seasons for a rookie running back in that he was getting a ton of receptions because Big Ben wasn't throwing the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Right. I mean, he was the, the drop-off guy. He was the utility. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. It has been tough to watch Big Ben in the slow demise. He doesn't have, seem to have the same grace of a fine wine like Tom Brady does in his late age. But Big Ben has been a lot. To that Steelers team. I, I remember him winning championships, specifically the one in Tampa over Arizona and Kurt Warner. And oh. what a fun game that was. Oh, um, and his throw to San Antonio Holmes into the corner of the end zone. One of the best finishes, yes. I think you could say, yes. uh, in an all time. So I, I, I love what he's saying on the press conference. It's obviously tongue in cheek. He's like, out of 14 teams, we're probably number 14. We don't deserve to, or we don't usually belong to be here, but hey, we're going to go out there and have some fun, even though we don't have a chance. Yeah, uh, well, they don't. They don't have a chance. Give me the Chiefs big here. Well, let me ask you this, though. If you're a Steelers fan, how elated were you? I mean, you get to see one more game and it's not a home game and you're probably going to get clocked by the Chiefs. If I were a Steelers fan, I would say just just let me go home and lick my wounds and wait for the draft. I think. Speaking from fan perspective, I don't think that's out of line, Dick, because it's really only one more week you get to watch your team. But, like, think about the team. Think about the team that set goals, uh, you know, before August started oh, sure. before, in the summer workouts, you know, to make the playoffs. And for them to fight back through the extreme adversity that they faced this year um, to even make the playoffs at all, I think, is a huge goal. Mike Tomlin keeps the streak alive. Yeah, of, true. Know, how many consecutive seasons that he's had without a losing season. So. Yeah. I think there was still a lot on the line for them. And, um, you know, anything can happen when you get to the playoffs. We've seen the Chiefs. They've looked like a shell of themselves at times this year. So I guess never say never. But I think the Chiefs are playing their best right now. They're I really, it's, even on defense, you know, which has not been the case, as you know. But, um, yeah, I, I, you got to like the Chiefs big here. And finally, Cardinals-Rams, uh, a team that you and I picked preseason. Billy and I both picked Rams-Bills in the Super Bowl still could happen, but right. neither one of us is as bullish. Uh, in fact, it's funny. We're more bullish on our respective teams, the Packers and the Bucks, but we'll come back to that. This could be a really fun game. Yeah. The Rams favored by four points in this one. It's the four or five matchup, just the way that it worked out. You know, the Rams losing that week 18 game drops them all the way to the four spot. So it's a nice NFC West matchup in this game, you know, Arizona was the darling of the NFC for a while. They were the number one seed. Kyler Murray gets hurt, and they kind of struggled. DeAndre Hopkins hurt as well. They still got a good defense, and this is still a Rams team that has struggled at many times this year. I mean, for as many weapons that they have on offense, and as good as Matthew Stafford has been, they have been limited at times. 
they really have. Cooper Cup is, I think, obviously the offensive player of the year. We're not going to give him the MVP because that's a quarterback award, but that guy is, I mean, did he break the record, Dick? Did he get over 2,000 yards? I think he may have been short. But yeah, I think he was short. He has just been a phenomenal year. I think this is going to be the best game, and I'm glad it's on Monday night. Uh, a little ESPN Monday Night Football is the only game of the day. That day, it'll be the last one of the first uh, wild card or the only wild card round. I think it'll be a close one. I want to say Arizona plus four. I do. I don't have any faith in the Rams right now. Well, part of that problem is Matthew Stafford's been throwing interceptions, you know, yeah. and he threw a, a huge pick against San Francisco as well. And we've all rooted for Matthew Stafford, not just because he's an SEC guy and his alma mater just won the national title, but you know, I mean, he, he played so well and so valiantly in Detroit, despite it all, and finally gets traded to a team that goes all in, makes a bunch of other moves to try to get uh, a deep playoff run, if not the Super Bowl. And now he's making mistakes. He's kind of shooting his own team in its collective feet. So if he keeps, well, there's no way they can survive if he keeps throwing the ball to the wrong guys. And this is a team that can take advantage of that. There's no question about that. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, they're going to have to make plays. Yeah. I feel like it'll, it'll take some a defensive effort against the Kyler Murray that's very explosive to make the difference. But, you know, they've kind of limped into the playoffs at this point, Dick. They were able to win the, the game and able to beat Arizona the last time that they met. But, you know, you throw those records out the window, Dick. It's playoff <laughs> time. These two division rivals, I think this will be a good one. You mentioned Aaron Donald. They got to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket they got to make him a pocket passer which isn't easy sometimes by design he takes a snap and takes off running but uh you know if when you can build a defense around Aaron Donald there's no question you've got a shot and you know how much does Cam Akers play the guy huh. that's coming off that um that injury he's been out for the entire year he's going to be thrown back in when it matters most we're back in just a minute it's the big blue insider here on 630 WLAP for the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts. 388-4424. 388-4424. Atmosphere Air Quality the experts hey guys game's on whether you're cheering on the wildcats from the stands or from your den go cats dude you spilled the nachos kentucky utilities is there with you delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on but power isn't the only thing we provide with ku you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services like our online outage map paperless billing and auto pay so while the cats energies go to serving up wins at KU, our energies go to serving you. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> 
over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsidervs.com. Go Cats! This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel, Billy Rutledge. We've been talking about the NFL playoffs, of course, and a reminder that Billy talks about such things and a lot of other good stuff with Shannon the Dude. Billy and the Dude come your way each morning at 9 a.m. here on 630 WLAP, right after the Leach Report, which is on at 8 a.m., if you haven't noticed that by now. So uh, uh, let us, one more note about the playoffs. Here's a great piece of trivia for you, young man, which you have no way of knowing. Ben Roethlisberger, at one point, played wide receiver in high school because his coach was running an offense that did not need his brand of of football skills. It was more of a a, a run. They didn't recall it an RPO back then, but it's more of an option offense. So there he had this big athletic kid, so he puts him at wide receiver. And I think he played quarterback one year. I can't remember if it was his first year or his last. Anyhow, that coach, Mr. Rutledge, was a former UK quarterback who started hmm. Kentucky's opener in 1975, which was the first football game I ever broadcast at UK for the campus radio station, a guy named Cliff Height. He was the guy who started uh, at a job that eventually saw Derek Ramsey off and on. Uh, at that position in 75 and of course after he graduated uh, Derek Ramsey of course he won the job anyhow uh, went on to do great things with the Wildcats but 1975 starting quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger's high school coach if that's not trivia I don't know what is I mean what a deep dive to find that (laughs) stat Dick I love it you know if we talk about Big Ben I guess my earliest memory was him beating Louisville in that bowl game in his last game for Miami of Ohio right yeah yeah. And feels like decades ago at this point, it probably was, but uh big Ben has, has been in our hearts for a while. And I still remember when he was a rookie and you know how you would extend the play. Right. I mean, it was never over with him. He was just so big bodied that you get a hand on him and he would, he would just shake it off. And so he was a rookie on some really good teams too. Like those great defenses when he yeah. first started and it's uh, they've, they've kept it up. The Steelers have always had a good defense. It's now just, TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, some different names. Uh, Big Ben kind of rounded it out in his last game versus Kansas City, probably. By the way, uh, Big Ben playing at Miami, as Billy said, that was a period where there were some outstanding quarterbacks coming out of what was back then. They were in the MAC. I think Miami still is. But you've got uh, Chad Pennington came out of Marshall, and so did Byron Leftwich. So that kind of underscored the fact that if you can play, and now everybody knows this with, uh, uh, the backup, uh, uh, Lance coming out of uh, North Dakota State, Carson Wentz uh, coming from that level. Not, and that's one double A. That's FCS, not not that the MAC is. But you, there are good quarterbacks if you just need, if you just know where to look for them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chad Pennington, now a high school football coach here in Kentucky that's at right. Sayre High School. His son just committed to Marshall, so I appreciate him continuing the legacy. So a lot of good names. Byron Leftwich, another name who is going to be considered for some 
coaching jobs this year. So I like it, Dick. And, and you're right. The, you can be noticed anywhere nowadays. And yeah. you, you mentioned Carson Wentz. I, I watched the HBO hard knocks last night. I hadn't, they did a mid season version with the Colts. I hadn't watched a single episode, but I watched last night because the Colts lost to the Jags in such a heartbreaking fashion. And, you know, I had my popcorn ready, ready to be entertained. And it was just sad. It was really sad to see the Colts and just come up short like that. And their head coach and Carson once tried to address the team afterwards, just the disaster on all fronts as we got the old Carson Wentz in that game versus Jacksonville. You know, what's interesting is the Colts head coach is known to be a bit of a quarterback whisperer. Frank Reich was a quarterback, mm -hmm. a decent quarterback as well, has worked well, worked with Carson Wentz before he went to bat to get Carson Wentz. And they gave up a lot to get him. They gave up two high, high round draft picks to get him. And it looked like he was going to get it done. And as you pointed out, in the biggest game of the year, an absolute and total flop. And you can't lay it all on him, but you lay a lot of it on him. The defense, I thought, was weak for the mm -hmm. Colts. But there are a lot of Colts fans around here. And that's got to be the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had two chances to do it. They could have beaten the Raiders at home the week before. And yeah. then Jacksonville, who was going to have the number one overall pick. They made Trevor Lawrence look like a 10-year veteran in the NFL yeah. after he had a pretty uh, pretty bad rookie year. I mean, he really struggled. And I don't know if you can blame him with all that was going on in Jacksonville. <laughs> but, you know, Frank Wright, the former offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, not Carson Wentz that year, right? Yep. And so yep. he just tried to put, bring Wentz with him, and it, they struggled. They're, they're going to have some soul-searching to do this offseason. Hope you enjoy the rare, the first ever Monday night football wildcard playoff game. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. That's just the way things That's first ever. Year. Yeah. So you got gonna, two games on Saturday. We're going to be good to go here, Dick. I was going to say, you're just going to snuggle up in front of the TV and let things fly. Right. As long as it doesn't monsoon in Tampa, one yeah. o'clock on Sunday, Dick, it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah. It'll, well, I'll be in Rupp Arena at one point Saturday, but uh, otherwise I'll be watching the NFL as well. Thank you, Mr. Rutledge. We will see you on the radio tomorrow morning. Sounds good. Thanks, Dick. That's going to do it for the Big Blue Insider. Thanks to all my guests, Alex Walker of WKYT, Maggie Davis of the UK TV Network, and, of course, Billy Rutledge. Back with you tomorrow night, same time, same place. That's it. Good night from the garage in Lexington. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.